welcome to part two. We get really dark in this, so I would keep the children away. For real. Weird. Uh, how awful trench warfare was, like, you know, that's what All Quiet on the Western Front, like... Oh, God, I want to read that. It's a book, right? Yeah, it's a book, yeah. yeah th the end of the book, spoiler warning, but it's been out for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> one of the, the main characters just can't take it anymore, and he stands up, boom, gets shot. But the, the, like, the last line is that because there's always been so much death on, on the Western Front, they didn't even record his death. They sent a communique saying... Yep, nothing happened today, all quiet on the Western Front. Oh my God. But this is where, like the human well, this is where we finally start seeing shell shock. And we yeah. start seeing PTSD. PTSD yeah. The thing, what has been driving me crazy about PTSD is, I've been, I read this book by S.C. Gwynn. Fantastic book. It's called Empire of the Summer Moon. Heard of that one too. Yeah, it is. On my list. So good. And I have it on Audible. I've never sent you anything, so I can send it to you for free if you Ooh, like. Yes, I would love that. Uh, it's yeah. so good. The narration is great. Yeah, Audible. Oh, yeah. Sponsor this podcast, homies. Uh, I forget uh, to release anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to get money before I even release anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, these people, uh, the because it's about the Comanches, and the Comanches were Stone Age. Doesn't matter what time frame we as a society are living in, the Comanches were a Stone Age uh, group of people, a tribe of people. So they lived, worked, eat, breathed, fucked, did everything, lived, existed in a Stone Age as modern society grew, grew up around, around them. them. Yeah. But the horrors that they would commit were everyday occurrences to them. Like, you know, they couldn't physically care for a baby. So yeah. that's why they would kill babies. Yeah, like it could, because it would you, take down the rest of the tribe. Yeah, you can't yeah. carry a baby on a horse. A horse, you can carry a child, but that child's also going to work. Yeah. So people like would look at it like, oh my God, these people are killing baby women killers. and children yeah. and babies, and it's like, yeah, because how they were living, that's not barbaric. Yeah, it's because, it was a way of life. Yeah, yeah. the the yeah. tribe has to come first. We need to grow as a people. That's why, like people think the white Indian or other people were uh, were rarities. No. They took uh, them as slaves, slaves right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's... They, eventually they came as slaves, but they could join the Comanches. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. There's the... The story... The book is about Quanah Parker, who was the last Comanche that's chief. Right. Yeah, okay. But his mother, Cynthia Ann Parker, was one of the most famous captives ever taken. Because she, she wanted was, to go back, right? She was taken yeah. when she was nine, and she lived to, for like 20 years as a captive, as a Comanche, and started off as a slave, but as she grew up, she realized that violence, you know, is the way that they need, so one of her uh, owners was being just a bitch to her, so she just straight up started fighting back, and she thought, well, fuck, here goes, I'm gonna be fucking killed now, but they're like, hmm, you got some spunk in yeah. I like that. She ends up being, marrying the, uh, Peter Nakona was one of the was the chief of the oh, shit. Comanches. Spoiler one, alert! Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, this is all history. Yeah, so spoiler alert. Yeah. But uh, so she ends up having like three of his kids, and she has two sons and a daughter, and her son Quana ends up growing up. But yeah, she they welcomed her At, after a time. Like she was able to stick with stick it out and they not just not just female captives but white captives because that was the only way that they were going to be able to grow yeah is if they took captives 
and it was a real young age range. It was a real a specific age range between like eight and ten that they could take children and, and, and then mold them. Because they're impressionable. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. mold them to be a Comanche. If you were 12, 13-year-old girl, you're going to get raped repeatedly and then probably murdered because yeah. you can't be you can't be molded at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, there were also a lot of uh, white dudes that, that that were taken at between that same age range. And yeah. then they have a couple of memoirs he quotes from of guys that were uh, around the time that the Comanches finally got... Quanah Parker was the last one. He actually went on to have a really interesting life after uh, the Comanches finally went to the reservations. But uh, this one guy, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was a young white captive, and he became a full-blooded Comanche warrior. He wasn't a captive anymore. He was a Comanche warrior that they would be like, hey, you're really good. We need you on this raid with us. Are you coming? Bro, I'm down. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to the PTSD thing. The, uh, the our definition of what civilized is has changed. It changes and, with and, the culture. And, yeah, yeah. And it grows and molds and mm-hmm. it changes over time. So these people are going through these terrible things. But then again, like when the, the civilization of that time were, it was all right. You people. That's why people had so many kids back then because people died at infancy yeah so losing a child you know yeah it was sad but it wasn't anything that you had time to process it was nope all right as soon as you're able to have another kid you're going to get pregnant again and we're going to keep we're going to keep trying to pop out these kids so we can populate ourselves yeah just for the number sheer numbers yeah yeah so then they would have these uh so this is just something that i've been thinking about is like why has ptsd become so prevalent now and I think what it is is the old fallout saying, you know, war never changes. War hasn't changed. War is always violent and brutal, awful. The only thing that has changed is the means in which we are able to kill each other. Yeah. Has gotten better at it. We've gotten better at killing each other. But the horrors of war doesn't change. So being in physical combat of fighting for your life, that fight or flight reflex, living with that constant anxiety, and then, like, we... Where are we now? We're in the house that you own. Yeah. We are comfortable as hell. It's nice and cool in here. We got drinks, food, podcast stuff. And, like, if someone were to come in here and we would have to fight to the death, like, that would be so outrageous. It would be traumatic. Yeah. yeah. And it would just be like, and, but that was everyday life. I think it's in our DNA to where we would we would either snap into the moment or run the fuck away, yeah. you know, because it's parasympathetic system. It's yeah. the fight or flight shit. If somebody came in here, I would defend my house till I die. You yeah. know, I, you know, but that's just how it is. Um, uh, but yeah, I think you're right with this whole PTSD thing. Is it PTSD also shifts with the change with the, with society? You know, like shell shock or whatever you want, whatever the hell you want to call it. You know, um, as I I was talking about this the other day with my mom. Our society has grown has grown softer. We're just a soft society now. That's what I was and, getting to. Yeah. yeah. And because of how soft we are, just the minimalist thing can set us off. You know, like, oh my God, I saw a car crash the other day and they had a broken arm. I can't believe, I, I, I'm shook from this. Yeah. Most people back living in 1914 would be like, <laughs> they'd make jokes about that shit. Yeah. You know, like they're talking about how, uh, or Dan Carlin was talking about how like the only way they were able to get through this was through gallows humor. Yeah. You know, like, 
he was there's a first-hand account he was reading and he, I, I'm gonna butcher this quote but um, a British soldier broke his arm and like broke it off like like to where to his to the middle of his uh, forearm and just like he was running around screaming and everybody was just everybody in the trench was looking at him like you're lucky you didn't get a bullet to the face kind of thing yeah. you know like shut the fuck up and like they uh like, kind of thing and they pulled a, a body out from the top of the uh trench mm-hmm. and and showed it to the guy with the broken arm and was like would you rather be this guy yeah. and and it changes to him real real quick yep. you know and like just the comparison the sheer comparison between the two times is unthinkable it's i can't even imagine being living living in that you know yeah. like it's just it's it's mind-numbing to think about because then there you have like my mom she has uh you know diagnosed ptsd because she got she has had three neck surgeries uh she got her neck broken three times you know, pretty much but the last time that she got it she was working with an 18 year old uh mentally challenged man and he was ready to start he was she was a speech pathologist and she was ready uh he was she was talking to his mother and this guy wanted to start therapy he loved doing therapy but because of his diminished capacity he wasn't able to clearly communicate that he was ready to go so how he had learned how to do it was by punching people Jesus. my mom had already had two neck surgeries at this time it's fused and like she had the set a lot of the same ones that your dad had yeah and so like her neck is fused and she got punched and it literally shattered everything oh, and fuck like it sent bone spurs into her spinal cord and my mom is one of the toughest people i know and when she got told that she has ptsd she was like <laughs> no i don't like i can't like i haven't done anything i have like that's yeah. another thing where our per- perception of what PTSD, what can cause it, is has shifted too. Because there's some people that say, "Oh my God, I saw a guy with a broken arm, and now I have PTSD." It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like my mom, when she went to the doctor, they're like, "Okay, don't step off curves, don't sneeze, because you're this close to an internal decapitation." Oh, like she had yeah, bone shards in her spinal cord. Her her neck was... She could yeah, sneeze. Yeah, and, oh, she could God. sneeze. Don't get into a car accident. Don't get rear-ended. And she had to live with this fear of, I could fucking sneeze and die. Yeah. And so that coupled with, uh, oh, coupled God. with, she lost her career. She had been working for 20 years at this point. Yeah. And so losing her career, living with the threat of dying, the fact that it was a client that did it, and she holds no ill will to the guy who did it, because, you know, she was, he, you know, I mean, he's not himself. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, I mean, he, he had the, you know, mental it's capacity wasted, of like yeah, a three-year-old. It's wasted bandwidth to be angry at that yeah. guy. Yeah. So she uh, is going, and she has all these things built up, and then, like, to have the, uh, her pension was being under control, and she was, like, getting a, a very small stipend from the universe, the state of Washington and their workman's comp. So she had all these pressures building up and then she finally gets a lawyer because she's about to just burst. And she, they're like, okay, well, you're going to get a lawyer. And then also, like, we have a lawyer. We're going to... So she got more control over her pension. And then they're like, not only that, but the state of Washington is also going to pay for you to see a psychiatrist so you can talk about what's going on. And that's when she found out that she had PTSD. 
Holy and then shit. The, when she laughed at the psychiatrist, she was like, yeah, let's lay it out. Yeah. Like, they laid it out just as how I just did. And my mom was like, holy shit. Yeah, I can see it now. No, yeah. wonder I, I, yeah. no wonder I have it. And that's kind of like the thing is where our civilization and perception of what it is to be civilized has changed so much. To where, like, even in 1900, you know, 1914 and 18, during the First World War, what civilized society was then, it was not go out there and kill people and do all this. They had grown up. They had had these modern medical advances, so people were living longer and things yeah. were happening better. And then, you know, World War One happens, and we're sending these civilized men to go fight in these horrendous conditions, and they're doing terrible things, yeah. and they're... You know, watching people, their friends die, and they're living with the yeah. shit and the muck and the dead bodies, and their feet are coming off because they have trench foot. Tr- and, oh God, trench yeah. foot, yeah. Oh. And they have these terrible. They're living in this constant state of fear. You know, uh, speaking of trench foot, um, <laughs> just to speak to how badass these motherfuckers were in this trench, this guy was suffering from gangrene on his arm, right? I'm assuming that's what trench foot is, right? Maybe it's, it's like a version, a, a version of gangrene. Of gangrene. Yeah, it yeah. turns into gangrene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was he was suffering from gangrene on his arm, and he just takes a syringe into a dead body who had gangrene, just put it right into his fucking arm, cured it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, uh, 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 what's that called? Uh, uh, Vaccines? Vaccines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vaccines work. Well, now I have autism, but you uh, know. yeah, I have autism, but I don't have gangrene. Yeah. Just for. For you stupid motherfuckers out there, vaccines don't cause autism. No, they Jesus do not. Christ, vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Fuck. And, one... and stop getting mad at Bill Gates. What the hell's going on with that? Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> I've never understood that. Like, what, the man is a billionaire and he's God. trying to save the world. What like, the fuck, man? Let him do it. God, this internet age is weird, right? Yeah. Man, holy shit. Oh yeah, that the whole, that's kind of works into that whole PTSD thing too. Like, what the perception Can, of yeah. what it means to be offended. Can like, you hold on? Could you get PTSD from watching beheadings on YouTube. I never even thought about that till just know. now. Like you know, I, you know, watching graphic content, uh, yeah, it sticks with me. You know, there's a a really awful. Well, it's apparently a good movie, but I've only seen this rape scene in it. It's called uh, Irreversible. It's a French movie. Oh, I, I have heard of the rape scene. Yeah, but don't watch it. Uh, it's gonna fucking it's stick. It's so yeah. fucking graphic. I've already seen it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I watched that, and dude, I couldn't sleep for a week. Yeah. Because every time I closed my rough. eyes, I saw it, and like I was just—it tore me up inside. And then eventually, I just had to be like, "All right, it wasn't real. Like it was a movie. Like it's not real. Like it just—I kept like playing it in my mind to the point where I got desensitized by it. And it's like it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. One thing that I hate more than anything in society. Is Facebook. Oh. I'm not on Facebook because one of the reasons why I'm not on is I saw this twisted ass bitch taking puppies and throwing them in a river. God. I saw ISIS beheading and shooting children. I saw all these horrific ass videos that you have to had to go to you know rotten.com back when the internet was first the, the wild wild west of the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, I mean, to look at these terrible things and I'm seeing it on my fucking phone on my Facebook feed. No, but I, I can't see a, some some bitch's tits. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah that's you can't more see a offensive. Nipple. You can't see yeah. a nipple, but you can definitely see hardcore violence like yeah, that. It's like, like what uh, the fuck is going on here? That's like, why it's one We're of so reasons. twisted as a society in that, that aspect, too. Yeah. yeah. That's, that we're so used to violence that yeah. 
but we, we've shunned sexuality that we can't handle it. Yeah. Like, so, but that's one of the reasons why I just like, nope, I can't handle this. I'm not going to be on Facebook anymore. That, and it was just a huge time suck. But, yeah, it does. It's a huge time suck. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, but the violence that I would see on it, and my mom, too, she would be like, I was like, Mom, get off Facebook. Like, yeah, I know you're happy that you're able to connect with some of your friends, but Go, go not, connect with some of your friends instead yeah. of, like, on uh, virtually, yeah, you know? call them. Yeah, call them, yeah. yeah. That'd be way better than yeah. talking to them over the internet. Well, that's sure. one thing that she did is she's gotten Messenger now. Oh. So she's not really on Facebook she fully. Just, I got she you. just messaged yeah. them. Now, that could, I, it's been a struggle to, have to, like, to, <laughs> to get her off of that just to, so she can do Messenger. But yeah. it's, you know, it's... And it, I just, I got so tired of seeing it, man. Dude, I have a, I have a theory, man. Uh, I think just like, just like your physical diet, you know, like if you eat Burger King every fucking day of the week, you're going to end up being just a fat shit show slob, you know, you're just going to yeah. be disgusting. But if you eat, you know, relatively healthy, you're going to, and you work out every day, you're going to get relatively in good shape. I think it's the same thing with your mental diet. You know, when you're going to rotten.com when you're going to these fucking terrible websites and you're just seeing hardcore violence every single time you you open up your phone i think it's going to have the same kind of effect that would happen on your body if you just ate like shit every single day yeah. you know like i think it's going to have the same exact effect on your mental capacity too and so you're going to be so desensitized that you're going to be like these people with gallows humor you know i feel like i'm probably really close to that already because i have very i'm very desensitized about a lot of things um but i think that if you just Instead of looking up beheadings, look up puppies. You know, yeah. like, I think it would have the exact same effect just on the opposite side. You yeah. know, like, obviously I don't have any f- research on this because I'm not a doctor or yeah, psychologist, just, but, like... We're just two jackasses to yeah, having a podcast. Exactly, right we're out here talking about this shit, but, yeah. like, I don't see how unreasonable that sounds. If that, if that even sounds unreasonable, you know, yeah, like... I mean, there's always going to be that... I don't, I don't know if there's literature on there. I don't yeah. know. I haven't looked it up, but... I bet there is. I can yeah. guarantee you that there is actually... Probably, but, yeah. Uh, but there's the morbid curiosity that we've gotten to, and that's made this such stuff so accessible. You know, I mean, I've like I'm guilty of it too, of wanting to, uh, you know, like uh, the Reddit has like fifty oh, fifty things. So yeah. it's like, oh god, yeah, yeah I've been on that before. Oh yeah. dude, I puppies or something hole. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, cute dog licking a face or. Uh, me- uh, Mexican drug cartel uh, skinning a man alive and yeah. then slicing his throat, and it's like, oh, well, you know, let's see what that is, and it's the it's the latter, and it's yeah. I do like that video. That's some of the shit that's gonna stick with me for a long time too, because this Forever dude literally probably. had his fucking face peeled off, oh, and then God. he was still alive. Oh my God, got, the worst. yeah, they slit his throat, and then he's all like, dude. Oh fuck, man! It was one of the roughest things that I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, "Why am I doing this to Why myself?" Why am I watching this? Yeah. So I went over to fucking Reddit r r eye bleach and eye bleach. Yeah, looked at some kittens, looked at some <laughs> puppies, <laughs> you know, just did some real cute shit. But yeah, that's kind of the thing that why I like. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a, that, that. I gotta get on that page. Yeah, dude, eye bleach, bro. Yeah, you even YouTube it. They'll have like videos and shit of oh. like just kittens and stuff. But. uh that's why I think like why I love reading so much, is it it makes you visualize it and it gives your brain, uh, it gives your brain a mental workout. Sure. Like you watching videos and stuff. Yeah, that's great. You're gonna be able to pick up some information and it's kind of mind numbing though. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, not doing a really good workout. Like what's so? And you're you're an athletic person. What is the minimal workout that you could do? 
Minimum? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh... Like, so, if reading a book is your best workout... Okay. What is watching a, uh... Not a documentary, but yeah. What, yeah, what is watching a documentary compared to the mental workout that you would get from reading historical texts? It'd be like... So, my minimum workout is what I do every morning. Is I, I, I go for a mile and a half run. So, okay. that, that'd be what the my absolute minimum I do. So, I would equate watching... Like when I got here, you were watching the universe. Like that is a. Uh, it's that, yeah, that was so that was kind of dumb, but I yeah. mean, that, but yeah, I get, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah. a minimum workout. Yeah. It's, it's a mile and a half run. But yeah. if you were to read this book that you showed me, or just any book, any fictional book, anything yeah. that forces your mind to imagine what the scene is that's you that you're reading about, yeah, it's going to open up different pathways in your brain, and you're going to be able to. Can, that's where I think it kind of ties it back into what thought is. Like, you can read a sentence from a book that is like, oh, that's good. It's completely um, different context on your brain is going to make you think about something that has nothing to do with the story that you're reading, but you're going to tie it to something in your brain. Yeah. And so, like, that's why I absolutely love reading is because it is, it's, it's just a, such a great mental workout. Yeah. That, like, if you're, or it's a, a healthy diet for your brain. If not to look at it as a workout, but work at it as, you know, mental diet. You know, that this is a salad. Right. Cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> Cheeseburger and fries is always great. Oh, yeah. But sometimes a bomb-ass salad is really good, too. Yeah, I just had a salad today for lunch. I had a steak nice. salad with, uh, with spinach. It was really, really, really good, actually. Nice. But um, I, I understand completely what you're saying. Um, however, like, talking about like a mental workout and shit like what do you consider audible versus actually reading do you consider uh that's that's the thing too i'd like to think that it's reading because do you follow along in a book or do you listen to it as if it's a podcast i listen to it uh as if it's a book so like let's uh like right, so, so I'm you, you try to fall into the uh, fictional universe of the book mm -hmm. okay so like i'm reading uh i'm listening to I'm finally starting to finish all the books that I have started, but I'm listening to Harry Potter, the uh, Deathly Hallows. Okay. Uh, me and my mom listened to it, so like last night it was a perfect example. I was playing Lego Harry Potter because I'm an adult and I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Were you eating ice cream with sprinkles too? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but uh, this whole finals week, dude, I haven't played a video game for like three weeks because yeah. I've just been busting ass with school. So I was like, you know, I want to play something like Harry Potter. It's mind-numbing. I don't have to focus too much on it. It's yeah. fun. And we were listening to Deathly Hallows. So I'm able to, you know, visualize, see what's happening in the book. And, like, I'm paying attention to it while I'm playing this game. Because the game you can play without really paying attention right, to. Right, right, right. So... When it comes to like Audible, like if I'm driving like a long distance, like I just went up to Sioux City for my friend's 30th birthday, uh, it's an hour and 40 minute drive, you know, if you're doing the speed limit and, you know, traffic and road construction. But having that someone else speaking yeah, uh, kept me awake. Right. Like it helped me keep focused too because I'm able to focus on what they're saying. And then kind of like autopilot driving. You know what my biggest pet peeve is? Mm. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm listening to a podcast. If I'm listening, I, I haven't done Audible yet. I, I really need to get on that. But is when, or, or even like a radio show like Todd and Tyler sometimes. Yeah. Like if I'm into it, I'm listening to it, and someone has something to comment on what they're saying. I hate that 
so much because it like jars me out of what they're saying, and then I have to listen to you, and then I I miss what they were just saying with the last thirty yeah. seconds because I I'm, I'm, I can't focus on two things at once. Yeah. I have to be able to be in it or I'm out of it. Like it, there's there's no I'm either all in or all out. Yep. Uh, it's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people talk over my podcasts. Yeah. I love my mom to death. I take care of my mother. That is one of the things that she does all the time. Oh my god. Like, like I, I'm getting to the point where I just have to pause it, listen, start it back up. I do that too. Yeah. I, she, the moment she says something, I'm like, pause. Okay, what'd you say? Exactly. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, because a lot of times it's story related. Yeah. And I fucking love Harry Potter, and I have, the I did. What it, house I, are you, by the way? I'm Gryffindor all the way. Yeah. <laughs> you would be, you little sellout bitch. Funny <laughs> <laughs> story. Raven so, Claw, baby. Uh, I did the. Uh, house thing, house sorting, and yeah. I got into fucking Hufflepuff. You little and, bitch. And I was like, Fuck that! I'm not doing I'm the Hufflepuff. This. I'm redoing it. <laughs> yeah, I closed my account, did everything, yeah. and then I did it again because the thing is with that is you have to choose the snowy owl. Oh, if you choose the snowy that. snowy owl as your yeah. pet, boom, you get uh, into Gryffindor every time. Uh, but so. Yeah, we're I fucking, love her. We're fucking nerds. Yeah, and my have you seen my license plate yet? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's expecto. Oh and my god! My mom's is Patronum. Yeah, yeah, because we're awesome. You guys are all in. Like yeah, it. and uh, so I've read and reread the story like just this year alone uh, seven times. Just uh, all seven books. Uh, yeah, all seven books on Audible. Oh, okay. uh, I've. Oh, read, by uh, the way, who's reading Audible? Is it J.K. Rowling herself? No, or it... uh, it's name of... Uh, is it an English guy? Yeah. Okay, that's even better. Uh, well, you see, there's two different versions. There's the British version, which is read by Stephen Fry, which oh, okay. you can find online. because yeah. it's Or if you have, like, you know, ExpressVPN, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, pay me money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys uh, sponsor podcasts. You sponsor Joe Rogan, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Dale, that's his name. Okay. Jim Dale does the uh, Her- American Harry Potter ones, and uh, Stephen. So the Fry. better ones, yeah, the better ones. Yeah, because they're Americans. <laughs> Change some of that British language. Right, yeah. Fucking the jumpers. Fuck Get out of here. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I absolutely like, dude. I'm fucking engrossed in Harry Potter trivia of all the shit. So my mom will ask me. Why does this happen? I'm like, all right, pause. So to understand why this is happening, <laughs> Let me you give really you some context. Yeah, yeah. You have to go back. Do you remember from the first book yeah. when Harry you looked have in the to mirror? Read the you have to read the fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can do the same thing with Star Wars and shit oh, too. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. yeah, but uh, maybe Star Wars has kind of gone off the rails lately. But oh, yeah, geez, yeah. here and there. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I fucking love Harry Potter, and even though I've read them seven times this year, like I still don't want to miss anything. Yeah. So if you say anything to me, pause. What? <laughs> Cause, oh, okay. Sometimes there could be a little nugget of information you missed on the last read. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get it. Uh, so, but yeah, that's in podcast too. Uh, you know, like I'll be uh, just, it, I mean, it's, it's anything too. Like we'll be uh, watching a movie and it's something that I haven't seen yet. And my mom's like, why is he doing that? Like, I have no idea. I have the same information you do yeah, here. Like, yeah. let's watch and find out. Yeah. Because she used to do that to me as a kid. Oh, my like, God. Like, Mom, what, what's going on? Why did he do that? She's like, well, yeah, we're going to have to watch and find out. Yeah. And now that I'm doing it on her, she's like, shut up, Mike. Shut up, Mike. Just, why can't you just tell me? It's like, well, because I'd have to explain the whole movie to you, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, 
Yeah, that yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And it's not just her too. I mean, it's everyone it's, does it's it. I'm everything. sure I do it too. Yeah. You know, it's like, but still, I it's... always try to preface it with, "Hey, can you pause that?" Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's perfect then. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start doing that if I have something to say. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Uh, uh, that's why I started a podcast. I'm a talker, so like, yeah. if I see something that I saw very interesting, I'll I'll, I'll definitely talk about it. You yeah, know, same thing with me too. Like, I'll come up with, they'll come across uh, something that happened in the book, and it's like, oh man, like pause it, like. Uh, and Harry Potter, we'll go off to Harry Potter. Yeah, that's cool. Here. Harry Potter uh, podcast right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. cover everything. Fucking <laughs> thoughts, PTSD, Harry Potter, bro. What's your podcast trench about? Foot. Yeah, from trench, trench foot to trench Harry Potter. Warfare. What's yeah. up, son? Yeah. Uh, but my favorite characters in Harry Potter are Molly and Arthur Weasley. Really? I, I tell everyone that, they're like, what? Okay, like, yeah, it's interesting perspective. I like it. Mary, uh, Mary, Molly and Arthur... Are, Those are the mom and dad, right? Mom and dad of yeah. the Weasley, uh, Weasleys are such the archetype of what good parents are that, like, I just absolutely love their relationship with Harry. Like, throughout the whole book, like, when it comes they to... They took him in as a son, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Fourth book, at the end of the fourth book, spoiler alert, Cedric Diggory dies by, uh, by fucking Wormtail... Not by Voldemort. Yeah. Everyone says it's Voldemort. Nope, it was Wormtail. Sorry, son. Uh, but right, little bitch. Uh, even Harry says Voldemort killed him. And yeah. It's like no, Wormtail did you, little bitch. Yeah. Well, uh, it goes back to how finicky memory can be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll tie it. We'll tie it all together. Yeah. No. Right. But <laughs> Harry is uh, in the in the hospital, and like he is just the, oh, there's a great thing on PTSD too. The fifth book is. How he's dealing with it's it. Harry the with PTSD, and I, yeah. you can read that book as a teenager, like I did. I I, and, I read it as if Harry was a little bitch. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like, read it again, bro. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, You're I, mean, see, like, yeah. I, I read it a second time. I'm like, oh, like, oh, he's dealing with a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, he's got so much going yeah. on. Yeah. But at the end of the fourth book, uh, Harry's in the uh, the the infirmary ward, and he just got done reliving everything with Dumbledore and Sirius, and he's sitting there and. Uh, they think he's asleep, and the minister comes in, he's all talking about stuff, and then Harry speaks up, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, Harry, you're awake! But then, uh, I can't remember the whole actual, like, what actually happens, but then, like, uh, he just breaks down, and then Molly hugs him, and he's like, it's like he finally knew, I'm getting goosebumps just yeah. thinking about this, like, finally knew what it was like to be hugged by a mother. And, Damn. like... Bro, the fact that she's able to do that for him, and that's that's what she does. Is yeah. she hugs him, and then he just starts breaking down, and then that mom hug comes in, and it's like, oh my god, like god damn, Molly Weasley, you are the best, and that and just how Arthur too is nonplussed about accepting Harry as his yeah. son. Like I they, mean, they already can hardly make ends meet because yeah. they're they're. Uh, Weasleys are poor, or they're yeah. a poor family. Yeah, uh, and they bring in another child, a teenage child at that. Yeah, and then I they mean, feed like, him three times yeah, as much because he's yeah. so skinny. Exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, it's just the fact that an Arthur is so understanding, not just of. He worked uh, at the Ministry of Defense, right? Uh, Ministry of Magic. He Ma- was Ministry the, of Magic. Uh, that's right. Duh. Misuse of Muggle artifacts. Yeah, and so he loved Muggles so much. But that's one of the things that like makes him a great character is the Weasleys are one of the purest blood families and they are considered the dirtiest pure blood because they are blood traders. Yeah. Because they just... They they're, like, they're like, yeah, we have to fucking... 
Like, we can't... We have to live amongst them. Yeah, we can't marry each other, guys. We're going to be fucking scraping the bottom of the gene pool here. Yeah. And, like, we we would die out if we didn't marry muggles or muggle-born witches. And so it's, like, his understanding of just how the world really works and his impact on Harry is just... It's something that you can't do. Like, when, again... I hated the fourth book. Like I never read the fourth book. I skipped it completely, and then I skipped the movie. So I never watched the fourth really? book or the fourth movie. And then to this day, uh, no, I was about to say, yeah, uh, I was like, damn, we missed a lot. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to our, our aunt Diane, uh, who recently passed, and I was telling her about how I never read the fourth book, and uh, this was right before she moved. She was like, and she was like, well, Mike. Here, I want you to have all of my Stephen King books because she, you know, she had been collecting them. Yeah. She's like, "This is your inheritance," and I was like, "Well, this was like two years before she died, too." And I was like, "Well, you know what? Don't call it that." Yeah. And she's like, "No, I, I'm fine. I'm tired of moving them. You have them. Here's your gift. Yeah, yeah. Here's a gift for you." And then she, uh, she had a bunch of she had all the Harry Potter books, and a lot of them were first editions, and oh, she shit. was like. The, the first one's not, which is would have been the most uh, expensive one. But, you know, it's fine. It, it was the thought that counts. And yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I haven't read the Harry Potter books in a long time. Before uh, 2018, uh, 2019, no, 2018. I was going to turn 28 that year. Okay. So I thought I hadn't read a book in years. And like, I'm going to get back into reading. I'm going to read 28 books this year. I have, I hated Harry Potter. I did not want to deal with Harry Potter. Yeah. I just, I had finished the, you know, I read it and I loved it as a kid, but then as I grew up, like through depression and garbage and whatever, I just hated Harry Potter. Sis gave me those books and I had them and I bought my mom the Blu-ray collection of all the Harry Potter movies over Christmas, after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, we watched all of them. And I was like, you know what? I have to read the books again. January 1st, 2018, I picked up Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I read it in eight hours. Yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. Sorcerer's Stone, yeah. Let's, let's make it the American version yeah. here. American version, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone, <laughs> my bad. Uh, instantly hooked. Yeah. Like, I just, it was you like... You forget how good the writing yeah, is. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. So then I read the second one the next day. You, wrote, you read it in a day? I read both yeah. of them. I read all three of them in a day. The first three, three yeah. in a day. And then it took me like a week to read four because I had never read it before. And uh, I hated the fact I hated myself because I never gave four a chance. The Goblet of Fire. Yeah, Goblet of Fire, and I still Goblet of Fire is my least favorite one, but it has some of my favorite scenes in it. The the what is your favorite scene? Yeah, a whole long walk for a short drink of water. Uh, <laughs> they're coming to pick up Harry for the tri- the uh, Quidditch World Cup. Okay, and. Arthur is there. They he makes a huge mess, blows a hole out of their fucking wall because they don't have a real fireplace. <laughs> and uh, Fred and George Fred. drop some tongue tongue coffee, uh, toffee, and uh, Dudley gets this huge six foot tongue and he's like choking to death on it. But before that happens, uh, Harry's like they're everyone's leaving, <coughs> and Harry's like, "All right, bye." Dursleys don't say a fucking thing to him. Arthur puts his hand on Harry's chest and goes, wait, like, your nephew just said goodbye to you. You're not going to see him for a year. You're not going to say goodbye to him? And Harry's like, look, it's not a big deal. And Arthur's like, no, it is a big deal. Like, it doesn't matter that these people are fucking garbage. 
like common decency. You are their blood. You are their relative. Yeah. They should at least be able to say goodbye to you. And then Vernon's like, oh, bye then. Yeah. He's like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that moment of Arthur defending Harry against people that he's never even met and teaching them common decency. It was like, (laughs) fuck yeah, dude. I fucking love you, Arthur. But then that's also where the story, the overarching story goes from kids book to adult. Like those last two chapters of, in the graveyard and then Voldemort coming back and then Cedric dying and then Harry going back and then like all of that it goes that sh- it has a real tone shift tone big time a change shift in tone yeah from being a kids 14 year old kids book to yeah. a young adult adult fiction book where it is there's death there's a perce- now, yeah there's yeah. definitely a perception change when you read it from, adult, from a kid yeah. to an adult yeah, so 100%. I mean it's just uh yeah, so I read all seven books in uh, two weeks. Damn, yeah. that's and impressive. Yeah, yeah. that year I ended up reading like 68 books, I think. Jesus. Yeah, and then now... <laughs> Your goal is 28, you yeah. did it by three times as much. Yeah, yeah. I ended up, uh, now I'm up to like 120, I've been keeping count, but now I'm reading new stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm counting the Audible books because they're for, some of them are 40 hours long. Oh, yeah, I mean, it so, takes a long time to get through yeah. them, yeah. Bro, I gotta tell you, man... It's sixteen bucks a month, and a lot of people have these special offers and shit. Yeah, to where you can get a month for free, and I, they'll give you a book. I think a few of them. Uh, my sponsorship is going to be three months free if you do promo code Dan Hawks. Come on, Audible, pay me some money. <laughs> 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 no, but um, no, for real though. Uh, this is a, a great question I was thinking about in the middle of that story. Is if in, it's a it's a Reddit thread too. I read it uh, is. If instead remaking movies was a thing, how about a rewriting of a book through someone else's perspective? I would fucking love that. Right? Would, I would be all over that shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can hardly sh- uh, hide my heart on. Uh, but like, think about it from like Molly and uh, uh, yeah. Molly's perspective. You know, Molly's perspective would be dope as fuck yeah. because she had two brothers. Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. Uh, Jesus, we're getting deep into this dude, now. Dude, <laughs> bro, fucking deep cuts. They were a part of the Order of the Phoenix, the original one. Okay. And it took Voldemort and five Death Eaters to kill the both of them. Badass. That's how badass they were. Yeah. And even why, another reason why they're my favorite characters, when Harry turns 17, she gives Harry, getting goosebumps again, uh, Fabian's gold watch. Because what? when a wizard turns 17, it's customary for them to get a gold watch. And she's like, you know, he wasn't very careful with his objects, so I'm sorry it's not it's not perfect. But he's like, fucking, you would give me your brother's watch? Like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, Harry is so modest and he just like hugs her and he puts every he puts it. I tried to put a lot of unsaid things in that hug and Ma like realized and then gave him gave him another one of those mom hugs. But like the fact that she would give him a warrior's watch. Why he wouldn't she give she, it to, like, Ron or... Uh, well, Ron and her Ginny. kids, they... Uh, Is it Ginny? Ginny, yeah. Ginny, the, okay. They gave them... They bought them new watches because, you know, that's you know he only turned 17 once. Yeah. But for Harry, you know, they can't really afford it, so... But oh, she has sure. this watch yeah. that I think is a better than a new watch because it, it belonged be, yeah. to a warrior. Yeah. And Harry is going on this path to, uh, to defeat the Dark Lord and... Did uh, Ron's older brother, they both die? Or just the one of them. I can't. I don't, uh, just one brother died. Uh, Fred. Fred, Fred died. Dies, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So you'd think like the oldest brother would get it, but no. Uh, Bill got uh, torn up by Frenrir Greyback, so he got some wolfish characteristics, and he mm. likes his uh, steaks a little rawer, uh, more rare <laughs> these days. Yeah, rawer. That's a real more. Word. Yeah, more raw. That's a real word. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So I would absolutely love a different perspective from like you can do. I, I want the Marauders, like the the James, Sirius, uh, Lupin, Wormtail. Like, I've always had this theory about James Potter. Mm-hmm. Hit me. Fucking love Harry Potter theories. I think James Potter was a fucking dick. He was a fucking dick. Like, I don't think he should be as propped up as much as he was. Yeah. I don't think uh, his mom was Harry's mom's again name. Lily. Again. I don't think Lily should have got with him. She should have got with Snape. Yeah. So, go go with the fucking uh, nerdy kid instead of the jock, dude. Like, so, fuck you, Lily. Yeah. What are you doing? Here's the thing. Uh, when you're writing, you're supposed to show, not tell. They tell us throughout the whole entire fucking series that James is a great guy. James did this. James did that. Yeah. Everyone loved James. He loved his friends. She shows us through Snape's memories... How oh, much of an asshole shit, James this is really bringing, was. This is bringing... Okay, this is bringing so, a whole new light to it then. Yeah. yeah I didn't even yeah, think about that. He was a complete asshole, but when you look at... don't She wouldn't have... Her not going with Severus didn't turn Severus bad. The James Severus is, was ever, never bad, though, was yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was a full-fledged Death Eater. He was, he, I thought he was always a spy in the middle of that. He was just full-fledged. He full-fledged. He was spying on... Uh, Dumbledore and the prophecy because he was trying to gain favor with the Dark Lord. He was already a Death Eater at that point. And he was... So then why did Dumbledore trust him? Because when uh, he heard the prophecy, he told Voldemort. Voldemort, there's two people that it could have been to. The Longbottoms, uh, they had fought against Voldemort and they won three times. times. Or to, no, uh, to, uh, to insanity. insanity. Yeah. And, or it could have been the Potters. Voldemort, even though he does not like to claim it, is a half-blood. His father was Muggle-born. Yeah. Lily was Muggle-born. So that's why he chose Harry, because he knew how powerful someone who came from a Muggle family could be, and he feared it. So that's why he went after Harry instead of a pure-blood family, because Longbottom isn't one of those other pure-blood families that's been around for generations. Damn. So he went after Harry because Lily was... Uh, Muggle-born, but Snape said, don't kill Lily. Like, I don't care who you kill. Like, kill them all, just don't kill Lily because I love Lily. And, well, he lusted after her. That's what Voldemort said. But he goes there, and he gives Lily the choice. And he says, Lily, he says, move, woman. I don't want, I don't want to kill you. I'm not going to kill you if you move. Lily says, no, you can't. Don't kill me. Don't, don't kill Harry. Just kill me, please kill me. Just kill, like, don't kill Harry. Just don't whatever you do, kill me. It's fine. And she sacrifices himself herself for Harry because she had a choice. Now there's this talk about is uh, would have would Neville's parents have that? Would have would have Neville have been the chosen one? I don't think he would have been because Voldemort when he went there, he already knew that he was going to give her a choice to leave if it was the Longbottoms Snape never would have said don't kill Mrs. Longbottom yeah. because I love her he just would have gone in and killed everyone and that would have made the, so what turned Snape evil though? 
what's turnstape good uh, what turnstape evil was he was already into the dark arts he kind of was fascinated by them like he loved potions a weird little kid yeah he was just a nerdy little fuck and uh but he was a Slytherin right away. He had an abusive household. Like, his mm. dad was abusive. But then their constant fighting between James and Snape, like, they're like Harry and Malfoy, except James was everything Harry, uh, everything Snape wanted to be. Like, he was popular. He was good-looking. He was good on Quidditch. He, uh, he was the typical prototype jock in a yeah. high school. And they would fight each other constantly, and the bullying, he could never get over the bullying. So... When it came to, like, he was, you don't know if he was always evil, but he was... Uh, on the cusp. He was on the cusp of yeah. being good, but also on the cusp of being evil. Hmm. And he kind of got into the wrong crowd, because Lucius Malfoy, who was also one of the you know highest you know, Death Eaters, was a prefect when Snape first joined, first got to Hogwarts. That's right. So... He yeah. kind of grew up with the Slytherins, you know, talking about the Dark Lord. And I don't think Lily would have ever gone with Severus because they grew up together. And she always saw him as a friend. Yeah, just as a friend. and uh, Friend zone. Yeah, fucking ultimate friend zone. <laughs> but then, like, as Severus, and the, as they got older, James lost his ego and finally mellowed out and actually started being a good person. We never see that, though. We get that told, but... Like in the last like two years of that they're at Hogwarts, they he finally mellows out and then Lily and James start dating then, and then that makes sense. Uh, but Severus and his jealousy and whatever calls Lily, you know, a fucking filthy mudblood or some shit, and it's like, like damn, bro, like how are you gonna call your best friend that's yeah. the woman that you love? Like even if you are angry at James, yeah, like why are you at least be happy for your friend? You yeah, know? yeah, but uh. So why Severus then switches sides is he goes to Dumbledore and says, look, he's going to kill Lily. And Dumbledore's like, you fucking disgust me. Yeah. What about James and Harry and the baby? He's like, fine, hide them all. Please just save them. So save her. And they do the whole thing. They save them. They put them in hiding. And this is one of the biggest plot holes of the whole fucking story that drives me absolutely fucking bonkers. The Fidelius charm, which is used to hide Lily and James, anyone can be the secret keeper. You literally hide the secret of anything you want. In this case, the location of the Potter family. Sure. They can put that secret into anyone. Even James himself could be the secret keeper. Dumbledore volunteered. Sirius, it was the plan that Sirius was going to do it. And then he goes, well, you should make Wormtail the secret keeper. It was going to be a bluff. Everyone was going to come after Sirius, so let's make it to have Wormtail be it so they won't go after him because you know, that he's you know uh, just their friend, but he's not really all that powerful. But Sirius says, I would have died before I told them the secret. It's like, okay, then why, if everyone's going to come after you and you're already willing to die, why not just be the secret keeper? Why not just James Potter be the secret yeah. keeper? Yeah, in book seven, Bill Weasley, he's the secret keeper for his own house. Okay. So, like, we know that can happen. Why didn't James do it? You know, why wasn't he the secret keeper for his were own they, house? Were they in on it? Were they in on the hiding stuff? Uh, uh, the, the James Potters? Lit, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were in on it. They knew about it. They chose Wormtail because Sirius convinced them to choose Wormtail. And, and Wormtail fucking 
holds he's off a for rat. like a month. He symbolizes yeah. a rat. Yeah, I mean, his name's Wormtail. He turns into a fucking rat. How many more fucking, you know, like, things do you need to see? Uh, but so... Well, you need something to keep the plot going, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so that's one of those... Otherwise, things. Harry Potter never been Harry Potter. Yeah, right? Yeah. So that Severus, you know, they get put into hiding because they know that Voldemort's on the warpath for him. And then uh, tells them that's going to happen, but then Wormtail betrays them. And then Voldemort dies. And Voldemort goes there and kills Lily, kills James. And then because <clears throat> Severus showed just utter... He was gutted by the fact that Lily was murdered by Voldemort. So he absolutely hates Voldemort. He wants to see him destroyed. Well, he thinks that he's destroyed. But he's just... He's completely destroyed by Lily's death. Yeah. And that pure remorse is what... Brings convince, him to the good side. Yeah, what brings him to the good side and convinces Dumbledore that he has changed is gotcha. because he's constantly living in this remorse of of losing Lily, his best friend. But one thing about the like, so the books are always better than the movies, mm-hmm. just hands down. Uh, but one thing I've never seen the movies, by the way. You've never seen the Harry Potter movies? No. Huh. Okay. I mean, I just never got around to watching them. People tell me to watch them all the time. Yeah, so that's uh, something we might have to remedy here. Because, uh, I mean, they're really good. But yeah. Especially, so if you read the books again. I thought the biggest the biggest plot hole, going back to that, would be the time charm. With that oh, time turner, yeah. It's a huge one. Well, the time turner, yeah. Well, but there are things, uh, the rules, the time travel rules of this universe is, if it, like, what you're going to do, you already did. So, like, in the book and in the movie. Okay, that just broke my mind for yeah, a second. Uh, everything already happens. Uh, the... So, they, so you can't change the events? Yeah. And because... But... Uh, okay. Yeah, right. I, I know. It's it's a total mind fuckery. Okay. That just sounds like a plot hole they just tried to fill in with some cement. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> um, but so we have... Uh, so what are we doing? So Severus does the total remorse thing. But yeah, so the movies... What, what, what the movies do better... Than the books is uh, Snape's character, Severus Snape, played by Alan Rickman. He just also did, in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> fucking good as Galaxy Quest. Love uh, that movie. Yeah, uh, but uh, his character, his development of Snape. You know Dwight Schrute's in that too, by the way. Uh, Dwight Schrute. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And does he play one of the aliens? He's one of the. the he's, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. But so his character of. Uh, of Severus is so much better than the books because the narrator in the the book, uh, like so, the narrator for the Audible doesn't do like much inflection of like emotion and stuff. So when we have that the big fucking scene of Dumbledore explaining to Severus that Harry is a Horcrux and that Harry needs to die and he needs Voldemort to do it, and like uh, Snape is like. After all this fucking time, you've been raising him like a pig for slaughter. Like, he's going to die now. And he's like, and Dumbledore goes, so what, you mean to tell me after all this time you finally learned to care about Harry? Like, don't fucking, yeah. don't, you fucking hate Harry. And then he goes, you know, expecto Patronum. And it's a fucking doe, which is what Lily's yeah. uh, Patronus was. And then Dumbledore goes, Lily, after all this time... And that fucking famous line of always comes up. Like, I'm just getting used to talking about it. Yeah. Alan Rickman fucking 
murders that. He, he does it. such a good job doing that. <laughs> He's such a good actor, though. Oh, God. I was so sad when he died. Oh, man. That yeah. fucking tore me up. Yeah. But in the books, and in the narrator on the Audible, he doesn't do like any inflection of emotion or anything. So that the character of Snape as a movie is way better than the books. Yeah. And that's another thing that just totally pisses me off about the whole story. Is Severus, you know, loved Lily so much, like up to obsessively, and like was doing everything in her his power to make sure that her son, so that in a way Lily could live on and yeah. her son. How horrible he treated Harry. Like I understand, like he looks exactly like James, yeah, and that bothers you because James like was your biggest tormentor. But like, bro, at some point in time, you could have been nice to him. You could have done a sliver of thing. You could have done anything that you know. But you didn't have to be such a fucking tyrannical asshole about prick it. To him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, but uh, I like how they cut back to the part where. Uh... Uh, Harry's shaking on the fucking broom when, during the Quidditch game and he's yeah. trying to save him with that fucking charm yeah. or whatever and then they fucking blow him up and he falls off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he does care for him just in the background, it yeah. seems like, you know. Well, that's one thing that I love about the, the movies too is that when he goes into Snape's memories and in the books it's more detailed about exact, just exactly how much he was involved in saving Harry. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah, so that we're like, oh, okay. Another thing that pisses me off more about this is about the story. That's is, right. It wasn't a memory. That's what it, where it cut back to. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, Harry. It's been a while since yeah. I read these books, by the way. If you can't tell. <laughs> when Harry names his children. So he names his first son, James Sirius Potter. And then second uh, son is named Albus Severus Potter. And then his daughter, which I fucking love, her name is Lily Luna Potter. Oh, shit. Because Luna Lovegood yeah. is such good friends with Harry and Ginny. That, you know, so I fucking love that. That's so great. Because Luna Lovegood is amazing. That was a great character, actually. Yeah. Like, doesn't get as much love as she needs. Right. Excuse the pun. But <laughs> <laughs> love's not good yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, uh, so, Hagrid is a huge part of Harry's life. Like, brings him into the wizarding world, literally. Like, the second father, yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, I think he was more of a father than almost Dumbledore was, yeah. to be honest. Like, and, or to Arthur was, yeah. too. I mean, he fucking, he loved Harry yeah. so much. There's a lot of father figures in Harry's life yeah. after the wizarding world. Yeah. yeah. And or, he yeah. doesn't name any one of his kids anything to do with Hagrid. That is kind of fucked up. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get I, some I, new outreach yeah. for your son. Son of a yeah. bitch. Like, like, maybe you should get a dog named Hagrid or something. Well, the thing is, is uh, Ron has a daughter named Ruby. Yeah. And Hagrid's name is Rubius. Okay. So, I'm thinking there's... All right. Ru- like, there, right. We'll give him... We'll give like, him. I'll let there's that a slide out. a little bit. There's but, a cop out there. Yeah. yeah. But, Son of uh, a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, just, I fucking love the story, man. And... Uh, it shows. <laughs> yeah. I, it really does. But I would... Just that whole tangent of... From a different perspective... Like, yeah, from Molly would be great, from Snape Any would be one great. of them, dude. Like, they yeah. could remake Harry Potter until the sun, the, until the cows come home. Yeah. You know, like, with every different perspective. And the fans would just eat it up. You yeah, know, because like, I keep, fucking would. Yeah, they keep yeah. reprinting the books. And, yeah. Like, house, different houses you want. You can get the Gryffindor, Slytherin, yeah. Hufflepuff, like... Like, I've been th- I was like, oh man, that sounds pretty dope, actually. But it's like... Or, like, from even Dumbledore's perspective. Right? Like, like you yeah. finally have this, like... He was this omnipresent character that knew everything, and yeah. like, he was this main one. But you can finally, like, 
Because that's what they're kind of doing with the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah. Is they're giving like the backstory of Dumbledore and like write the Fantastic Beast movies as novels. Oh my god. That would be fucking dope. Dude, hell yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't, to be honest. Right? Yeah. But yeah, so uh yeah, if they were to do that from a different perspective, Dumbledore would be dope. Uh the Marauders would be awesome because Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> How'd he lose like a yeah. chunk of his nose and stuff? Or just like a backstory, Mad Eye Moody would be really dope <coughs> right? too. Yeah. Uh that's one thing that I love too about the movies too is uh Mad Eye Moody was played by Brendan Gleason. Yeah. His son, Dom Hall Gleason, played Bill Weasley. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because he's a tall ginger. Yeah. And all the other Weasleys are gingers. Oh, shit. <coughs> oh, man. Fuck, dude. Yeah, this has been fucking great, man. Just, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can end it here if you want, or we can keep going. I need something to drink. Okay, uh, what do you want? If you want to, I don't know, what do you got? I got a Red Bull if you want. Sure. I'll edit all this out. You want some water? <coughs> I'll bring some water over for you. Sure. Getting all this... Talkin's got my throat. Or a beer. Uh, no, I haven't had anything to eat today yet, so I should probably. Gotcha. Bring some water. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Brewski. It's like a half-hour segment of Harry Potter right there. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I could do a whole. Yeah, I can do a whole fucking two hours of Harry Potter, bro. <laughs> well, man, we should, we should be, uh, you should start your own podcast, have it be Harry Potter. Right? Why not? Uh, that's one thing, actually, a friend of mine said, she said, uh, there's oh. this, uh, uh, it's called, like, Potterless Podcast, where they actually, like, go through and do, talk about, like, they, uh, go through, like, all the books and stuff. Apparently, it's really funny, but it's also, like, really good. Oh, so I had someone I'm going to be meeting to check out. But yeah, man, talking about Audible. Uh, Hold on, let's uh, get us a, a, a lead in here. All right, and we're back. So yeah, talking about Audible, man, it is seriously so amazing. Just the sheer amount of books that they have and also the uh, the narrators that do it. So... Let's talk about like Stephen King books. Uh, Stephen King uh, narrators are have always been fucking amazing. Uh, have you read it? I have not. My mom said it was way scarier than the movie was. Yeah. Oh, dude. The, yeah. So all three renditions of the, the of the the 1989, 1990 so television he, movie. Oh, okay. Garbage. I mean, it's. Total fucking That one scared the shit out of me too, though. Yeah, I mean, but compared to the book, yeah. and, like, if you were to watch it now, you were like, I can't believe this was fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, but, it, uh, I mean, it is, it's good for what it was just because, you know, it gave like, more presence to Stephen King. But the book itself uh, is one of my favorite Stephen King books, if not my favorite. It is such good writing, such good character development, story itself, too, is so amazing. It's so widespread. And just absolutely fucking amazing. But on Audible, it's read by an actor named Stephen Weber. Stephen Weber was in the television movie of The Shining. So they had the original one by Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Which I fucking hate. And it was a terrible adaptation. And then they did... That a, one, the two-night, the... What, what, what room is 217. that? 217. 217. That fucking lady in the bathtub, dude. I still get... 
Dude, I had nightmares for that shit, man. Like, shit's it, fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. And then he gets pulled back into the room. Ah, oh, fuck me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, goddamn. But go on. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Weber does. They did The Shining again. They remade The Shining in like uh, late early or late nineties, I think, maybe early two thousands. And Stephen Weber played Dan uh, Jack Torrance. Okay. And uh, does an amazing job, but his narration of it is not a narration he is acting the entire book. oh like a voice actor kind of thing yeah he does different characters does the accents oh does inflection tone it is a fucking performance and it is oh my God. so good <laughs> i kind of get that one. I, I can only yeah. send you one book okay. so if i'm going to send you one book on audible <laughs> i will send you it I don't uh, know if I want that one. Do the other yeah. one. I'll have to work up to it. Yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, dude. And listening to it, it is so fucking scary. Like, oh my God. Like, I had to pause it a couple times going like... I hated it. Actually, you're fuck? right. You're right. I did hate the original It, the 90-90 mm-hmm. When they fucking spider thing, he just did the fucking... Oh, it was, it was atrocious. Is that how it ends in the book? Oh yes, no. He is a spider. Yeah, it is. That's but it is not anything that we can physically see. It's that oh, they, yeah. There, uh, his main body is called the deadlights. There are these like three orbs of lights. That is what it is. But his physical body in our realm, that the only thing that we're able, that humans are able to conceive it as when it's in its lair doesn't has all of its glamours taken off, is a giant spider. Okay. The reason for that is because it's linked to the Shining, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's not linked to the Shining. People think it is. There's some theory out there that it is. But the the reason why it's a spider is because that's what Stephen King is afraid of. Oh. Like he's a huge arachnophobe. Fuck, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. That makes that makes total sense then. Okay. Yeah. But uh, that's why he turned it into a spider for that, and that's been his reasoning was is because the human mind can't perceive it as what it really would if you were to look at it. Yeah. At it, where at Pennywise is what it uh, really, its true form, it would drive you insane. Jesus Christ. To be able to look at it and defeat it or whatever is, you have to see it in their mind, forces it to take shape of this giant spider. But it's totally fucking campy (laughs) in the 90s one. Have you seen the new ones? It one, it chapter two? The uh, one. I seen the first one. I fell asleep during the second one, man. I thought the second one kind of sucked. I always hated the second yeah. one. Yeah, like I, I would full disclosure. I had a couple edibles before I went in to see it. Oh Jesus! And uh, yeah, I was like, it freaked me out a little bit, like that whole like fortune cookie scene. Yeah. And then after that, I just kind of lost complete interest, and I fell asleep through like half hour of it, to be honest. So. Well, yeah, it's almost three hours long. Yeah, so like I was like, this is kind of boring, but yeah, yeah. it's like you make the it first good. one scared the shit out of me though. Yeah, first yeah, one, first was, one was great. Good. Yeah, oh, my God, it was so good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so the book is so much better, and uh, the, the Audible is absolutely amazing. But actually, reading it too. Is... How about that newest Shining one? Whatever that one was. Uh, where that shit, that chick with the top hat on. I saw, oh, Doctor uh, Sleep. Doctor Sleep. That's that is so good too. You seen that movie? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. No, oh. but it's going up on HBO, so I'm gonna yeah. watch it when it comes out. Yeah, I heard it, I heard good things, but I heard like there's a really fucked up part in there. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, what there it is in the book. She they torture like a torture children boy yeah. to death, and like it's pretty uh, pretty graphic. In the apparently book. it's in the movie too. So oh. like, awesome. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that looks really good. Um, I want to see that one. But that book, too, 
on Audible. It's read by uh, Will Patton. Will Patton. Uh, Who's that? Remind me. He has been in a lot of movies. If you've seen him, if you see him, you'll recognize him. Okay. Uh, uh, he, one movie that I can think of, he was in uh, Copycat. Did you ever see that movie? Uh-uh. Uh, it's a great movie, by the way. You should check it out. It's got Scoring Weaver, Helen Hunt in it. Uh, no, Helen, uh, yeah, it might, it might be Helen Hunt. From Twister? No, not, not, not that I heard that. That's not from Twister. Uh, fuck, I can't remember her name. But, yeah. Uh, here he is. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, uh, yeah for sure, yeah. He yeah. has one of the greatest voices of all time. Really? And he does a lot of Stephen King books. And he narrates, like, a bunch of them. And he does the same thing like Stephen Weber. It is a performance for him. And he does, like, really depth of feeling and tone and emotion and everything. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't uh, recommend it enough. It's, uh, all of his books that he reads are amazing because they're, they're Stephen King books. So, well, yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, he, do you think Stephen King's probably the greatest of all time? I think so. In that genre, I should yeah, say. Of, you know? uh, well, that's the thing, too. He, he is genre-defying. Yeah. Like, he I wrote, mean, yeah. Uh, you know, The Green Mile. And, oh, yeah. Uh, fucking Shawshank Redemption. 1984? And, or is it not like uh, the uh, JFK one? What is that? Yeah, 112263. Uh, 11, yeah, 112263. Yeah. Hell book. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That, like, book, that one takes some twists and turns on yeah, that one. The, Jesus. That, one of those books, that book, I, I got halfway through it, and it was like, he was just following around Lee Harvey, and I was like... What the fuck yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, you kind of like banging your head against yeah. the wall, like, okay, we got it. Okay, yeah. you're trying to make sure, 100 percent sure he doesn't do it, and then like, but at the end though, yeah. when like you just realize that it didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, just like a JFK like, living actually was bad yeah. for America, and it's just like, or or just like every time he went back into that portal, like yeah. ruptured the time that yeah, much more kept, you know yeah it like, kept like uh, yeah. strings going off like you haven't reset anything yeah like you've just made a, a time itself unstable have you seen uh rick and morty yet the, no have you seen i saw your reaction to it like <laughs> the bad of ass like i, I want to like where do you uh watch them at i got hulu live so oh yeah. okay i mean we could watch it right now if you wanted to we fucking might have to bro, bro. like it it shook me <laughs> to my core <laughs> a few times. Yeah, that's why I made it where it keeps reading. Oh, yeah. oh man. But uh, we might have to pause this and watch it just for uh, context. But do you want to? Sure. Right. So we did. And that episode is highly recommended. Join us for part three.